I want to share with you this morning uh, from the book of Habakkuk. Um, and I do so in, 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 with a humble question that I believe the prophet is asking as well. And he's addressing God and saying, what on earth are you doing? Uh, Habakkuk lived in a time much like our own, a time of international crisis, a time of national corruption. Babylon was the new world power and they had just smashed the cruel Assyrian Empire. Babylonian forces had destroyed Nineveh, which was the greatest city in the world at the time. The greatest city in terms of its political power, its wealth and its size. It covered an area of just over 1,850 acres. And Judah had just enjoyed a brief period of relief under good uh, King Josiah and the reforms that had been initiated during his reign. But once again, the nation is in spiritual and moral decline uh, under the King Jehoiakim. And Habakkuk prophesied in these dark days just before the Babylonian exile and captivity but his message is one of hope and encouragement for God's people. At a time when doubts and confusion reign because sin is running rampant, an encounter with God can turn those doubts into devotion and all the confusion into confidence. Habakkuk has a complaint to bring before God. And it basically runs like this. Lord, when are you going to do something about all this sin and evil that has overtaken your people? Oh, Lord, when are you going to purify and revive your church? And we find that in uh, verse, chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise so that the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous so justice goes forth perverted. Well, if you speak to God that way, you need to duck. Um, God's answer is swift and devastating. You want to know how long? You want to know what I'm doing or what I'm going to do? Verse 5 to 7 and verse 11. Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, who march through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. Guilty men, whose own might is their God. Well, Habakkuk is appalled. And he complains a second time, 
in, in chapter one, verse 12 and following, and I, I paraphrase this uh, uh, and abbreviate it very much, of course. Um, and the paraphrase is, oh, Lord, they are worse than we are. But at the same time, he's submissive to the will of God because he knows that God wants a holy church, not one that's not as bad as or just a bit better than the world around them. Verse 12, O Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. And God's second answer, or God's answer to his second complaint, rather, uh, contains five woes on particular sins to which there is no defence and there is no answer. But in the midst of judgment, there is a promise. And it's a promise for which we pray. And it comes in chapter 2, verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And successive generations have asked the question, how are the redeemed people of God to live at such a time as this? And the answer is just two words long, by faith. And that comes in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. But the righteous shall live by his faith. And as we come to chapter 3, uh, Habakkuk, Habakkuk stands in awe in verses 1 and 2. And he prays that God will renew his work in his day, in our day. And that in wrath, he will remember mercy. He then closes with this wonderful statement of faith and confidence in the Lord in chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's, and he makes me tread on my high places. Amen, and may God bless his word to our hearts as we, as we come before him in prayer, um, I, I just I, I, I would start. I've got some prayer points that I will share after uh, two or three of us have prayed. Uh, but I wanted to just give you an update on, on a few things uh, that are happening in Australia. Um, one of the things that I pray for is that, uh, that his people might be as cunning as serpents and as harmless as doves as we live in this corrupt generation. Uh, the state just south of us, the state of Victoria, has just uh, um, passed legislation 
with $10,000 fines and prison sentences for Christians trying to convert people from same-sex relationships and even for praying for them. Um, Abortion uh, in New South Wales is right up to the point of birth. Other states, it's 22 to 23 weeks with with any or no reason. Uh, And there's also a push amongst uh, some ethnic groups uh, for gender selection and certainly uh, uh, for terminating Down syndrome uh, babies and and other uh, disabilities. Um, Abortion clinics in this country uh, certainly in South Australia and Tasmania, uh, Christians, uh, for Christians that is, there is 150 metres, that's 492 feet, exclusion zone. We cannot go near a, an abortion clinic, we cannot pray outside, we cannot do uh, a number of those things. And certainly uh, we, not, we'll get arrested if we ha- try and hand out any, li- uh, any literature to people. Um, the church, for the negative, um, uh, there's, there's a great need for, for, for strong preachers. Um, one of our local ministers um, is a universalist. I don't know why he bothers with the gospel if he's a universalist. Um, uh, and there are also blessings on same-sex unions. On the positive side, um, uh, there's an increase in evangelism. <coughs> quite a large increase, <coughs> excuse me. Our church has actually grown uh, since uh, the, the coronavirus. And uh, I mean, I st- stand in awe of God in, in what he's doing. People, we had a, a, a couple of months where we had to meet online. Uh, and during that time, our numbers increased. And when we uh, came back face to face, uh, those people actually started coming to to our church, so we praise God for that. 